<laughs> this is Stacy McKibben with the Master Communicator Podcast, where CEOs, senior leaders, and C-suite executives share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes because the best leaders know how to share their ideas concisely and quickly. Let's jump right in. Question number one. In a few sentences, tell me who you are and what you do. My name is Nicole Gleros. I'm the Chief Investment Strategy Officer for an organization called Techstars. My quick background is I started uh, as an entrepreneur in college. I started my first company when I was in college. And ever since then, I've been working with early stage entrepreneurs, helping mentor them, guide them, and invest in them ever since. Um, I currently am working with an organization called Techstars. We make investments in early stage software companies, and we are a platform um, for innovation and, and investment around the world. So you've been in, uh, bit by that entrepreneur bug from the beginning, huh? I, I was actually. I, I was taught at a very early age to always uh, be in charge of my own finances and my own destiny. And I also come from a long line of entrepreneurs. And those two things really rattled to me to start uh, a company early. And the reason I started it when I was in college is because one day I was waiting tables and I was looking at my... Um, the, the debt, my student debt that I had incurred, and I realized I was going to be waiting tables for the rest of my life unless I figured out something else to do. And so entrepreneurship seemed like a natural fit, and, and I've been doing that ever since. And here you are. I am. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. What's the best thing about leading people from your perspective? I think there are two great things about, about leading people. First of all, I think people really reflect yourself. Um, I think you see your own strengths and weaknesses in their actions and reactions. And so you can very quickly understand what you're, if you're paying attention and you're listening carefully, you can, you can very quickly see what you're doing great and what you're not doing great. And, and so that's one, is it, it's, it can be a mirror. But I think the most fun part is really empowering people to become the best versions of themselves um, I, I wouldn't ever call myself a, a manager, but I would call myself a leader and really helping uh, marry somebody's skills and interest with the things that need to get done and then letting them go and seeing what they can create and seeing what they can accomplish. And a lot of times if you just, if you set them up for success and you, then you just get out of their way, they will blow your minds in w way more uh, ways than you could have ever envisioned had you given them instructions on what to do. And so those are probably the two things that I love. I love watching other people succeed and, and create beyond what you could have ever done on your own. And also in the process, really learn more about who you are. I'm just enjoying you light up while talking about it. So I can tell it's something that you're, you're passionate about. So I appreciate that coming through. Question three for you. I often hear from other leaders, business would be great if it weren't for that pesky people part. I'm curious, what are your thoughts about that? <laughs> Every single person has had that uh, has had that thought. In fact, I, I think that almost daily right now, as I um, am attempting to homeschool children during this activity. And man, having kids is great if it weren't for the having kids part, right? <laughs> um, but I right. mean, I, I think that people, I I think that people like our biggest challenge in life is is not people it's communicating with people and it's setting expectations and it's talking about it is matching strengths and weaknesses and it's it's really talking about um consequences when stuff aren't working holding people accountable and if you get really good at communicating then i do think that it's the, the problem isn't the people 
right? The problem is often the communication patterns or that you didn't set the proper expectations or you didn't, you didn't marry the right skills with the right needs or, um, or you didn't hold people accountable or you didn't let people blossom into what they can do. So I, I, I love working with people. And I think that when there are friction with people, that mostly is a reflection on yourself that you, you have done something wrong. You're not communicating appropriately. You're not holding people accountable. You're not empowering them in the right, in the right way, or you simply, you, you didn't pick well. And, it, and so when it's a reflection on you, not on them, then it becomes a much different picture than, oh, business would be great if it weren't for these pesky people, because you're the person. It's, it's because of you as the leader that, they're, that they are acting or behaving in the way they are. So. I mean, even right now, you're empowering the audience to get in the driver's seat, right? To like, you know, take your power back. And, you know, by taking responsibility, you actually get to be powerful to change things moving forward. So I love, love where you're kind of guiding people in that way. Thank you. Question four, what piece of advice about communication would you give to other leaders? How do groups sit in here right now? What would you tell them? Well, um, actually, I love this one. I love it because when I, when I do talk to other leaders, I say, how much time are you spending on product market fit in your business? How much time are you spending on your, finance, your financial plan? How much time are you spent on, on you know, the product and improving the product? Well, how much time are you spending on improving your own communication abilities? And if the answer to that question is none, then that's the thing to focus on. I mean, we could wax poetic all day long about what constitutes great communication, but the truth is you've heard it before, but what you're not doing is practicing it. And so go get practice, get a coach, create a peer group, have your employees or the people that you're leading hold you accountable to things, but really work on it and work on it in a public way and when you work on it in a public way, then it will improve. And then you get better at it rather than just reading the quick self-help books and go, oh, here are the top three things I need to do to communicate well, like radical candor and all of that other things that we've been told are best practices, right? The truth is knowing isn't the thing that makes you do it. It's the behavior and the action. And so you have to turn it, you have to work on it. And so spend time working on improving it and then you'll get better at it. So wait, you're saying I can't own my way to success? That's weird, Nicole. <laughs> you know, it's funny, like I, I had this conversation with a founder recently and um, I said, look, how many people out there know that diet and exercise are the things that they need to do to lose weight and be healthy? Mm-hmm. And how many people do it? Knowledge <laughs> is not half the battle. Right. It's action that's the battle. And so spending time focusing on it and having people hold you accountable to doing it, those are the things that move the needle. And so I'm not going to sit here and tell you to be a better communicator. Everybody knows that. But what we can do is sit here and tell you, work on it. Don't pretend that you're working on it. Don't lie to yourself about reading a book and, oh, I'm working on it. It, it, That's not working on it. No more than is reading a diet book working on your, working on your own diet. Oh, I love you. This is great. (laughs) I need you back on for more. I want more. What other successful business leaders should we be paying attention to, Nicole? Who, as you look out there in the community, who else should either be on the podcast or help direct audience members to where you go to get information? You know, who do you pay attention to? Um, you know, it's funny because you, you asked me this before the podcast started and I, and I struggled with it a little bit. And, and I think your natural inclination is to come up with sort of the books that you've read yeah. or, or, you know, 
um, resources like that, but I don't actually find, I do, and I do, like I read a ton and I find that those are amazing um, sources of information for me and I can rattle off two or three books that I found have been really influential if that's interesting to you. But what I find more influential um, and interesting is watching other leaders lead and being aware of their leadership style and behaviors during challenging times. And so when we talk about other people that might want to, that you should have on your podcast, I have, a, I have names for you that you won't read in a book, that right. don't have blogs, that haven't written, you know, that haven't written books or, or on podcasts often, because these are the people that are out there doing it. Um, one of the founders, one person's name is Devin Tavona. He's the CEO of a company called Penna. And um, he is a, he's very young. And he is wise beyond his years. He is more wise than most people that are three times his age. And um, it's, it's been really fun watching him develop into a leader and watching him navigate very difficult uh, situations. And so he would be an interesting one. Um, two other people that I can think of off the top of my head are people that I work very closely with, of course, since I have Techstars. One is uh, the Techstar CFO, a woman by the name of Katie Durr. We, we jokingly refer to Katie as the robot or the machine, but the people that work for her love her and she gets more done than any other person on earth that I know. Wow. And so watching her execute and, and execute through challenging times and lead a very large team with highly complex and changing situations is sort of Katie's strength. And uh, she would be a good one. And then the other, the third person that came to mind is a, another woman by the name of Stacy Carter, who I also work very closely with at Techstars. She's our, um, our, our uh, oh my gosh, our head in-house uh, in counsel. So she leads our legal efforts at Techstars. And um, Techstars is a global organization. We look at more transactions per year than some of the largest law firms um, in the world do. And she manages a very small team of about 12 people to get that done. And, and as you can imagine, being uh, on the on the law side, uh, usually the only time she talks to people outside of our organization are when they're mad. And so <laughs> learning how to handle those challenging situations and manage a team and execute on all that, she's a master. So those would be three names that I would recommend. Thank you, and you nailed the the intent of the question is to you know really shine some light on other people out there that are making a difference and making it happen that you wouldn't read about in a book um, or see about otherwise. I think that's really part of the difference that uh, the show intends to make with providing that platform. So thank you for that. You're welcome. All right, magic question number six. Tell us about your favorite boss or teacher. Who's really influenced you? Yeah, um, this is a of course a a hard one and a fun one too. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't admit my mother was one of the people that have been my best, you know, bosses and teachers mm -hmm. and most influence um, on me. And um, it really grew, it came from the fact that she, so I'm the second generation American. My grandparents were born in Greece. My mother is a first generation American. Her first language was Greek. And I grew up in a very, very um, humble, humble living um, situation here in the States. Um, she did not, was not, a, her, her family didn't understand the need for, sh for shampoo or conditioner. So why not just use soap? And why do you need more than two shirts, one to wear and one to, to wash, right? And, um, and just learning from her at a very young age to be a strong female uh, leader and also manage my own 
money and I'm not rely on anybody for my own well-being. Doesn't mean you can't lean on people and partner with people, but not be fully beholden to any other person. I think those were really big lessons as a child and even into adulthood that, that still carry with me. Um, and that's allowed me some, um, that has allowed me some, some luxuries during challenging times like COVID where our, our financial situation is, is good because I always had that in the back of my head, never be reliant on any one single source or never, never lock yourself down. Make sure that you always have, you know, a security blanket or um, a security net underneath you. And, um, and so I think that she's been really influential. I have another, uh, I have somebody else that I've worked very closely with over the years, and it's a woman by the name of Lou Cordova. She would actually be awesome to have on your podcast as well. She currently heads the Department of Revenue for the for state of Colorado. Oh, well, Prior to that, she was an entrepreneur. Prior to that, um, she was the cham chairman of the Kansas City Federal Reserve Bank. And, um, and her and I have known each other for many years, but she's just a really strong leader and um, also very creative. One of the things that she taught me is how to think creatively about almost every situation. And I can, I can actually give you a really specific example. She would laugh. But um, I, my husband and I, right after we got married, we decided to blow our down payment on our house on three months traveling in South America which in retrospect was a really good decision, by the way. Oh, always the best decision, yes. <laughs> and um, one of the challenges that we had is what do we do with our cars? Where should yeah. we park our cars for three months so that they'll get taken care of and you know, somebody will start them every now and then and like, where do we park our cars? And so she had this great idea. She's like, well, why don't you put it on consignment for a really high price? So if it's way, if you put like, if the car's worth $10,000 and you put it on consignment for $20,000, you'll be psyched if you sell that car for $20,000. But because it's sitting on a consignment lot, they're washing it all the time. They're starting it to make sure it works. And if you don't sell it, that's fine. It's just like a free parking spot, yeah. right? And it was just such a creative way. Brilliant idea. <laughs> Some little tiny problem, right? Um, right. So, so learning how to think creatively and opportunistically about every situation, every problem, and how to turn that problem into an opportunity. Yeah. Like I said, I could go on and on with you. This is amazing. I love just hearing, you know, the way that you think and how you articulate yourself. Um, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, how can people reach out and introduce themselves or learn more if they wanted to get to know you better? Sure. Um, I am pretty, I'm, I am responsive on email, although I will tell you that it takes quite a long time for me to respond, but I, I do respond to hundred percent of all emails and that's the one place that you are sure to get a response from me. Uh -huh. um, and my email address is Nicole and I see OLE at techstars.com. Nice. Um, I also have a blog nearlynicole.com. Don't ping me on LinkedIn. It probably, it like I look at that once every six months and so I may or may not see it um email is probably the best way to get me that's wonderful well again well thank you so much for being on I hope, sure hope you come back and do another six questions with us at some point in the future because uh, I know that you have a lot more to add there um, and in the meantime this is Stacy McKibben with the Master Communicator podcast for more ideas and insights please do go check us out at www.concilioteam.com and we look forward to seeing you again next time. Take care. Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye.